0: Welcome back to the Institute of World Mission podcast. This is a special time of the year when the IWM team is on the road, and not just us. Together with the ISC Missionary Care team, we are really privileged to serve another group of Adventist missionaries with what's called a Mission Institute program. So to everyone who's been through a Mission Institute, we say hello from Thailand. Please pray for us to have a Spirit-filled session. Now, if you are in Adventist cross-cultural missions one way or another and haven't had a chance yet to go through a mission institute, we think you should. A mission institute is a flagship three-week training of the Seventh-day Adventist Church exactly for cross-cultural missions assignments. A mission institute would prepare you to adjust well for service in a foreign country and would give you a set of tools to thrive in your cross-cultural ministry. If you're interested to learn more, we have a section devoted to the Mission Institute program on our website. For that, go to iwm.adventist.org forward slash mission institute or simply find the link in the show notes. That's always easier. With that, welcome again to episode number 57 of the IWM podcast.
1: Welcome to the Institute of World Mission weekly podcast, a show for
2: Adventist mission enthusiasts striving to live, serve, and witness cross-culturally.
1: Visit us at iwm.adventist.org podcast to view this podcast show notes, links, and previous episodes. Institute of World Mission is your partner in the mission field.
0: Today's interview is recorded by Emilia Castillo, a team member at the Institute of World Mission. One of the things Millie does is the special training designed for teenagers at every Mission Institute program. Millie is also our host and point person for a series here on the podcast devoted to third culture kids, also called TCKs. Now you, dear listener, may be a TCK yourself, or perhaps you're facing an opportunity and definitely a challenge of growing TCKs in a culture which is not their original home culture. This is what Millie had faced in her ministry. She had grown two daughters in the mission field and has a heart for Adventist missionary teens. Today, Millie interviews Mindy, a teenager who is currently in the mission field with her parents in Southeast Asia. This interview will be of special interest to parents of TCKs, to teenagers themselves, of course, and also to educators or anyone who lives and serves next to Adventist TCKs. We all have a part to play. With that, let's immerse in Millie's dialogue with Mindy.
2: Adolescence typically describes the years between ages 13 and 19, and can be considered the transitional stage from childhood to adulthood. We all know that transitions are not easy, and especially at this age. But if you add to this the transition of moving to different states or countries, it can become very challenging. The support we receive from our family and knowing that God has a plan for our lives even before we were born can make all the difference on the way a TCK experiences transition. I am joined today by Mandy Veles. She's a TCK living currently in Palau. Welcome, Mandy. Hello. Mandy, please tell us your story. And since this is a show about TCKs, you can start from the very beginning. (laughs) Tell us where you're from, when were you born? Where you have lived, and where are you now in your life?
1: Thank you. It's good to be here at a mission institute, and just experiencing what other people experience. You asked me where I'm from, and as we all know, that's one of the trickiest questions to answer. Absolutely. Well, I'll just kind of state where I've lived. I was born in Pennsylvania, United States, and just moved across kept going west. But I pretty much grew up in Michigan and then I moved to Montana. And that was probably the best time of my life. And I can't say it's the best because I'm still living, but <laughs> <laughs> then we moved to Washington and then Palau. Palau has been, been good so far. It's It was definitely what we needed. What was going on in Washington, we had a really And you can't judge a state by your experience, or the people by your experience, but when we were there, it was just not a good experience whatsoever. Mm -hmm. A lot of depression and anxiety, and a lot of problems I didn't know that I had just arose Mm -hmm. that were just, you just didn't know what to do with. Yes. We didn't have a house for over three years, and we moved over four times within a block. So it's kind of depressing when you're moving so much expecting change but yeah, there's no change. Yes. I went I was 13 and through 16 there, so it's a big difference in age and a lot of not so fun things happened. I was bullied a lot. I was and of course when you're bullied you want to stand up for yourself and trying to stand up for yourself is often taken negatively. Yes. And I had I don't want to speak badly about others because of course other people may think badly of me as well and I just had a really bad experience with a certain leader mm-hmm. and I just I always wanted her to know that I never wanted to have that anger, but she was definitely the first person who made me feel hate. I had never really experienced what hate was Mm -hmm. until I experienced what her family did to mine. Mm -hmm. And of course, her view might have been that our family was being extremely cruel to their family, but at the same time, we were just kind of covering it up and just trying to solve things, but not make them bigger than what they needed to be. Mm-hmm. And it was it was hard. It's definitely hard when you have two leaders, very prominent people in the church that are disagreeing with each other, especially when one doesn't really want to disagree, but mm-hmm. it just isn't going well.
2: So was, was this
1: just before you
2: moved to... to this is right as
1: the beginning. We moved to Washington.
2: To Washington.
1: How long were you in Washington? Around three years. We moved there in around March 2016 and left... Mm-hmm. February or March of 2019. <laughs> okay. So from Washington, you moved to Palau. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, was, it was a welcome change, mm-hmm. although it was very stressful. Yes. Well, you were used to change, right?
2: Because yeah. you were a pastor's daughter. Oh, and, my goodness. And, yes. <laughs> and we know that pastor's kids move a lot from one place to another. Yeah. But you had never lived in another country Oh, no. Before. This no. was the first time that you moved to a different country. Yeah. So, do you remember how how it was? And you you already shared that you welcomed the news. Yes. But when you first heard that, you were happy. But did you continue to be happy? What
1: happened? Tell us what happened. So when I heard the news, right, the year before that, I the year before we moved, when your call usually takes a while to process all the papers, and they tell you there's the possibility, and then there's in process, and then it's a 90% chance you're going. Mm -hmm. And so about a year before, they're like, someone called us up and said, hey, there's this opportunity in Palau, the pastor. And we just, all of a sudden, my my first thought came to my dad. Mm -hmm. So my dad, at first, it was a really bad timing Mm because we were in the middle of building a house. Mm -hmm. And that house was about the worst experience. Mm -hmm. We in Michigan, Mm-hmm. We had currently built like three other houses before this, and it took less than my nine months to build. Oh, we couldn't build this house in even three years. Oh wow! It was it was a really awful experience. Everything mm-hmm. went wrong, and it just really tested our faith. Mm-hmm. And I'd never seen my parents so depressed. And mm-hmm. of course, that definitely has an impact on the kids. And just trying to seclude yourself from the pain, you tend to seclude yourself from the family. And that can have negative repercussions when you're trying to blend again. Mm -hmm. I welcomed the news, but I also hated the news. Mm -hmm. Because right at that time, at the beginning of the year before we moved, I had just gotten some really good friends. Mm -hmm. And they were. I was like, oh, finally I have a group that accepts me and that it's like... You're a part part of. Yeah, I'm a part of. And as much as it felt like home, there was still that part, that nagging feeling that, you know, don't get too attached because you're Mm -hmm. moving, Mandy. And so, but I didn't know I was moving, but just the thought of always, whether I'm moving or not, it's always in the back of my brain. Mm -hmm. Don't get attached. Mm -hmm. Although my personality is like, oh, great. I see you one Mm -hmm. day (laughs) with you for a week. We're good friends and (laughs) bye. (laughs) (laughs) So that's definitely hard for me, Mm -hmm. but it's it's my personality. And as the year progressed, Mm -hmm. you know, at the beginning, it was like, what are you doing, God? Like, what, what, like, thank you, but what is going on? Yes. Mm-hmm. And towards the middle stage, I went through a really, like, sad time. Mm-hmm. I was, like, really depressed mm-hmm. and just really sad. My parents were just like, this move, it would be really good for you. Yes. In fact, they are like, we well, are wondering if this move, God is calling it just for you because of how sad it was. Mm-hmm. And it was like I was looking for meaning in life in all the wrong places, like friends yes. and just I wasn't happy with myself and I can't say that I yeah. still am. It's just yes. it's a journey and yeah. I still mm-hmm. deal with it on a daily but mm-hmm. definitely the change of environment, people and respect levels definitely yes. changed that. Yes. Now let
2: me let me just say you say this. You already shared a little bit of, of, of some you know some situations that you had. Being a pastor's kid can be very stressful. I myself am I'm a pastor's daughter, and I know that, you know, the expectations that people around us have, you know, sometimes can be very hard on us. Yeah. And I, 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 I feel from what you're saying that, you know, this has a lot to do with the way you felt, you know, expectations that other people have of you. Mm-hmm. And growing up with, with these expectations can be hard. How did you deal with that? How did your family help you with that?
1: Well, as a young girl, I was bullied not only by kids, but by adults. I was constantly hurt by people, but I can't say that I was a perfect child either. Nobody's I was, perfect. No. <laughs> I would often, I was a, a rough kid. I was a sweet person. Mm-hmm. That's what I was told. I'm not you gonna claim are, that. You are, you're still a sweet person. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I, I had a kind heart, but in trying to defend myself and having so many people say things that weren't true about me, mm-hmm. I would often, like, I would come across as quite mean mm-hmm. in trying to keep them from mm-hmm. feeling that they could attack me. Mm-hmm. I would often have to apologize to adults' faces in front of people for things that I didn't do. Mm-hmm. And I would be yelled at. A classes for no reason other than the fact that they wanted to embarrass my mom or dad because that's what they wanted to do mm-hmm. I went through some I didn't realize how like it affected it me affected. Mm-hmm. until it I realized that the anxiety levels were huge mm-hmm. and I it was just hard did you feel the support
2: of your parents during that time I could tell were you close to them
1: I was in a way, but at the same time, I wasn't because Mm -hmm. I just felt like they didn't understand. Mm -hmm. I could tell that they were under pressure too. And trying to explain something from a different point of view is almost useless in some senses because you just don't, you feel like in opening up, they know your problem, but it hasn't helped anything. Mm -hmm. So just keeping it to yourself and dealing with it is often the way that I choose to deal with things instead of opening up and instead of getting a slap on the face. Yes. And... So in a way, they were supportive, but in a lot of times, it would be the adults calling up my parents for things that I didn't do. And so because they weren't there, and there was so many kids that were bullying me, and how many times I had tried to stand up for myself, and it came off rough. Mm-hmm. They had no choice but to say, Mandy, you need to apologize for this, or you need to stop doing this, mm-hmm. or stop doing that. You can't go out with friends. So as a young kid, I didn't really go on many playdates. I could count on one hand how many playdates I had. And my parents were trying to protect me, and and I look back, and they did a lot, and they helped us a lot. But a lot of things happened that they were just so sad to find, yes. and it was it was kind of devastating. Yes, but at the same time, there's really nothing you can do about it. When it's in the past. Thank you. Yeah.
0: A new online course is now live on the IWM website. We haven't had promoted it very much yet. So you as a listener of the IWM podcast really are the first to know. The new course is called How to Learn a Foreign Language. Learning a new language is probably one of the biggest challenges most every expatriate faces. If you master the language of your host community, it could truly become a major leap forward in creating true friendships and fulfilling the goals of your ministry. To access the course, go to how to learn a foreign language course link in the show notes.
2: You mentioned that the call came at a right time, you feel. Can you expand on that? Yeah. How, How do you know that it was the right time now that
1: you see back? Yeah. At the beginning, everything just seemed to be like falling apart. It's like, why are you taking me away from my friends? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Why is the house not working out? Well, As the end stages come, everything was super stressful, as you can imagine. We hadn't even moved into our new house and we had a semi and a half full of clothes. Uh, mm. Not clothes, huh? <laughs> definitely not just clothes. No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> of no, stuff, stuff, because stuff. Because over the years we moved and we get things, yes. and we just have f- Yes. Yeah. Especially a pastor's
2: family. We collect
1: souvenirs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, def- definitely gifts. We were like, they have to shower you with gifts as you leave, and you're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here goes another semi. But uh, <laughs> at first, it was like, okay. So be okay, but we had to get rid of so much because we only had a 20 foot container to put 30 years of stuff in. Oh, yeah, of course, I'm not 30 years old, but this is 30 years the of my parents. family, yeah. yes, yes, and so it was hectic. <laughs> we had the house to build, we had to get rid of stuff, we had to unpack and repack, hmm. whole barn and house full. It was so stressful, mm-hmm. and on top of that, I was going through some of the worst depression and anxiety of my entire life. To the point where my parents were like what is this you need to come back you need to i i wasn't living with my parents okay because we didn't have a house and we had a camper i had to stay with my neighbors okay. and thank god what a blessing they were they they oh my they goodness claudia it. and roland bonner they okay. were just goodness gracious there's no, no amount of thanks or Mm -hmm. love, or gratitude that could ever be shown, Mm -hmm. that was how much they helped. They really made the whole experience actually bearable. Mm -hmm. They were actually the people who gave us a piece of their land to build our house on. And their family, their relatives, all Mm -hmm. lived on that street. I worked a summer for a relative of theirs. We were really good friends with a family Mm -hmm. which had four kids who believed relatively the same, well, actually the same as us. There were four, and the youngest was Four and the oldest was around 13 okay. and so it was it was a good age yeah and it just it was really helpful it made the life bearable mm-hmm. and as the time went on the friends the friends that i had that i began to get close to didn't live near me they were like in different areas from camp meeting okay. and so at the beginning it was like oh my goodness this is like the best thing ever like this is where i'm supposed to be mm-hmm. but in a way, it wasn't them, but it was unhealthy. It wasn't necessarily, it wasn't growing in my faith. Uh-huh. But instead, I felt like I had to step down okay. in order to just kind of blend with everybody. Mm-hmm. I couldn't necessarily talk about certain things. And in that sense, I would talk about other things that weren't necessarily related to, like, God topics, just, you know, casual, silly mm-hmm. stuff. But it didn't help me grow. And if you're not growing, you're receding. Yes. And at the end, I realized I, it was just... I had horrible anxiety attacks Mm -hmm. with seeing them. I would just, I wouldn't want to see them. I would just shake, and in a way, Mm -hmm. those horrible anxiety attacks, I looked at them and were like, what was that? But at the same time, I was like, you know what? That was a God thing. Mm -hmm. He helped me just be able to make the drawback from Taking away me away from people yes. easier with it not being as much of a heartthrob, mm-hmm. and as much as I'm still good friends with them, he just he made it easier in a way. Mm-hmm. in a way that if i just looked at it at that moment it wouldn't have seemed like yes. a god thing but it was it was mm-hmm. so it was in the house mm-hmm. the friends that had the four kids yeah also Bon miller's <laughs> they took over the house for us oh wow and everything just what fit yeah they really really were mm-hmm. and still good friends and mm-hmm. everything fit into play and it was mm-hmm. it was kind of a reminder that if you just Right now is not it may not look good. Yeah. But if you just stop worrying about it yes. and wait at the Just little. wait. You'll yes. look back and you'll enjoy it. Yes. I have a hard time living in the moment as a PK. Because <laughs> yes. you just what's the next moment? What's the next moment? And it's an ongoing learning yes. process for me. But yes. I think that if I just settle down and enjoy life in the different cultures, that'll yes. help. Yes. Good. And now you're in Palau. Yeah. How long have you been there? Well, we've only been there a month, but it sure seems a whole lot longer than that. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We got there around, we got there in March. Mm-hmm. And it was, I walked out, and being someone who's been raised in places where it can be below 20 in the winter and you go out and chop wood. In your big season. Wow. Yeah. I walked out of that. <laughs> Airplane and went, whoa, <laughs> this is hot. Mm-hmm. And it was it was an exciting but terrifying. Yes. But the exciting and a new adventure and being someone who's moved so often, it just kind of outruled the scare. For, and that, that helped at that time. Yes. We had a beautiful a welcoming ceremony as we walked into the airport. Mm-hmm. We had the principal, we had of the ch- our church, a lot of church members, SMs, which is student missionaries, oh. which so some are, are college students and some of them already graduated but they're still student missionaries Yeah, <laughs> and it was it was lovely it was it was kind of awkward because that kind of attention is like you know when you're talkative, they think you like that attention. But at the same time yes. it's like ah, yeah it's yeah. awkward nobody likes too much attention yeah exactly <laughs> but it was very heartwarming to see that they wanted us there Yeah. and we weren't imposing. For me, Mm -hmm. as I talk a lot, I always feel like I'm imposing on people, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. often they're like, that's not what it is. Mm -hmm. And they wanted us to be there. And that really helped that they wanted us to be there. And they were excited for us. Yes. We got in the car. They already had a van prepared for us to go to our new house. Mm -hmm. They had a parsonage waiting for us. And of course, as my mom, who's always kind of like, OK, where are we going to as moms always yes. are. And a little bit. <laughs> That's I just normal. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> kind of took after her a little bit like, ah. of course, my dad and my little sister, like, you know, having a great time, like, woohoo. But my mom and I were just kind of like, OK, trying to keep everything together. Yes, you know. <laughs> yes. We got to the house and it was it was lovely. It was a house to call our own. Mm. And not having had that for over three years. Yeah. Not having slept in my own bed yes. for over three years, it was just like I could walk in and breathe. And just yes. talking about it is just a whole—it's yes. a rush of, but not a rush of a moment. It's more like a release yes. of all this tension that yes. built up. Yes. We got there, and it was hot, but it was lovely. And it was home. It was home. It was home. What a word! It's yes. just, and it's such an unknown word but yet when you have some place that you know you're not moving that you're arriving yes it's very heartwarming Mm -hmm. we got there and the next day was sabbath oh wow you got there (laughs) yes just before sabbath yeah we got there on friday morning we kind of slept and just kind of unpacked the stuff that we could bring and then we got to sleep and then go to church the next day Mm -hmm. and that was lovely i had friends there that were like oh yeah Mandy and I'd be like, yeah. Wait, how do you know my name? <laughs> because they'd already talked about me. Like, oh, there's yeah. going to be a new girl, and of course, I was nervous because I'm like one of the only white people on the island. Mm-hmm. So it's you get stared at a lot, and mm-hmm. it's <laughs> awkward. I mean, like yeah. at first it's like, oh hi, you know, the attention. It's like mm-hmm. you know, as a teenage girl, you're like, oh, but at the same time, it's like, stop staring at me. <laughs> I, I have the same blood, I have the same heart, it's all well, good. you're a newcomer. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> so yes. it was it's good.
1: Just, okay. And I found a group of friends that sang, and Ooh. that meant a lot to me, because I sang. And to have someone that sang, in a group that sang, just yes. connected us so much better. Yeah. And so, and then three days later, I'd been praying for years to have a big dog. Or dogs. Mm-hmm. I had had a little dog, but she was more my mom's dog, mm-hmm. and we had to give her up. I had have her. I had had her for like eleven years, oh, wow. and so that was the, like the one of the hardest times I've ever seen my mom cry was the last time we saw her, mm-hmm. and just the thought of it kind of brings tears because yes. I've had her ever since I was little, I'm sure. and she's been with me through a tons of mm-hmm. like experiences, mm-hmm. and God knew what He was doing. At The minute like I was just always looking through dog pictures, like oh. mm-hmm. My cat ran away and passed away. Mm. And that was very painful. Mm-hmm. And I was unpacking in Palau and I found from my closet mm-hmm. and I found a whisker of hers. Oh. And that just brought a rush of emotions. Like yes. Oh my yes. goodness, I yes. want to cry. <laughs> but crying is hard for me when you've been able to hold back for so long. Yes. For so long. Yes. Well we went outside one day to go to the church because we didn't have Mm Wi-Fi. And of course, you have to get your Wi-Fi. Of course. You have to be communicated. (laughs) Yeah. In in a way, not being able to communicate with people was kind of relieving. (laughs) We could just kind of like, ah, this is nice. But at the same time, it's like, okay, we needed contact with people. It wasn't like a grudge, but it was at the same time like, oh. So all of a sudden, we go to the church. There's these three puppies. And oh my goodness, there was such bad condition. One girl, the girl, and mm-hmm. there was two girls and a little boy, mm-hmm. and one was a little chubby, the little boy was mm-hmm. chubby, one girl looked like a Doberman, mm-hmm. and the other one was a mutt, which the same as a little boy. Okay. So, it's like, oh, they, they barked at us, they were very, very scared, because mm-hmm. in Palau, there's a lot of dogs, and they're street, dog. street dogs, okay. and they're not necessarily taken care of, Okay. and so, because of how much there are, they just kind of pushing to the side, Yes. and it's I mean, if you have an overpopulation, of it, of course people are going to push you to decide the whether they're nice people or not. Yes. And so some of them are like really sad. And then mm-hmm. some of them, you know, they get by, people feed them mm-hmm. and same with cats. Yes. So I loved it because mm-hmm. I'm an animal lover myself. Yes. And just seeing animals fills a piece of my heart that mm-hmm. it seems humans can't feel. Yeah. So what and happened with the dogs? So I went into the church and all of a sudden a man comes in with a box and he says, would you like some puppies? And I'm like, uh okay and my mind was totally not thinking about the three Mm -hmm. puppies and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden he goes outside and I'm like wait are these the same three puppies Mm -hmm. and they were Mm -hmm. they had to catch them oh so I went through a rescue operation to get the dogs (laughs) Mm -hmm. the little girl had managed to stick her head inside the case of the engine of the car Mm -hmm. and I had to get under the car put my head inside and get all of them oh wow and she was just she was nerve-wracked. She was, she was shaking like, mm-hmm. violently, just shaking, yes. shaking, shaking under this car that Aww. I could barely even put my boy. arm under. Oh, yeah, it was it was hard. Wow. The little boy was infested with fleas and ticks. Mm-hmm. Same with the girl. She was very sickly. And, and did um, you bring them home? I did. You did? Yes. Oh, wow. I, my mom, my, it was the first time my mom was super open. She's always been the one who's yeah. like, no, 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 no. We are not taking them home. But no one would. Yeah. And so I'm like, OK. And all of a sudden I was, I just went from this kid to doing nothing to all of a sudden I have the responsibility of three dogs. Three dogs. So I went home, Mm -hmm. I put them in the cage. I I was all by myself. Mm -hmm. My mom had to go to the store to get some Mm -hmm. shampoos and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I just put the dogs down, looked at them and went, I don't want to get my hopes up, Lord. But these things are putting themselves in my way. (laughs) <laughs> Mama is not rejecting them. That means? <laughs> Lord, if this is an answer to my 16-year prayer, I am going to cry. Yes. So, Isn't
2: it wonderful how the Lord yeah. you know, provides for all your needs, oh your little needs sometimes, little. and big needs, like a house He provided yeah. for you, a home to live in, mm. and you're in a new place, and I feel that things are looking good for you now. <laughs> I just feel it. Isn't it wonderful how the Lord takes
1: care of us? Absolutely. Have you seen your faith grow? Yes, absolutely. Have. Yes. While in Washington, my faith took a really sad low turn. Mm-hmm. And I was, I've i always had that want to be closer to Christ, but peers mm-hmm. tend to, you know, they break that. And not necessarily break it, but put it under the bush when you don't want to break away from peers who are you can see them you can Mm -hmm. see their emotions versus Christ it's almost like if you don't have that connection you feel like you're talking to a wall so before my mom took my phone away um, when she saw the the effect that technology Mm -hmm. and the peers were having on me Mm -hmm. she just took it away and part of me was like oh no Mm -hmm. but the majority of me was like thank you so much I can finally break away from that and just take time to reflect and just be close to the family and be myself and who i'm supposed to be it was such a relief and i was having a horrible time i was just not wanting to talk to people but you feel it's like Mm -hmm. you don't have the reason not to if you have the phone however (laughs) if your mom takes away your phone you can't talk to them (laughs) so i was like yay so, do you have your phone back now? I yes, I, I got the phone back, Good. but oh, it's so
2: different. I'm it's sure.
1: so different because you've
2: grown. Yes, you've grown, and the experiences have helped you move forward in, oh, in your life. And you know what? Even though it has been a little hard for mm-hmm. some time, and it's always hard for everybody, it's comforting to know that, yeah, the Lord takes us, you know through all these stages. And in the end, he always looks for. You know, he looks after your small and big needs, Amen. and he has a plan. We know that he has a plan, and he's just working in your life, and I'm sure that things are going to be wonderful, and I can't Thank wait you. to see you later in life and, and see what you've become. i sure <laughs> you'll you. be a blessing wherever you go. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today Thank and you. sharing your story. I'm sure many, many TCKs and young adults will be blessed by this wonderful story. Thank Thank you.
0: you. To conclude, you might want to listen to the episode number 39 titled The Challenges and Joys of Homeschooling in the Mission Field or episode number 27, Transition and Adjustment Through a Teen's Eyes. Also, there have been a couple of blog posts recently on the IWM blog related to TCKs. One is titled Parenting TCKs and the other one TCKs, a Gifted Legacy all the links you can find in the show notes. Friends, if you know someone in your team or among your friends who would enjoy today's podcast, send them a link to it or simply mention it to them. Recommend it. We always treasure such help and it really is the only way for the IWM podcast to make a difference. Once again, please pray for us. It's high time for us at Mission Institute in Thailand. My name is Alex Ott and I'm looking forward to seeing you again next week.